Hi, everyone. My name is Andrea, and this is This Woman in Law podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So this time for this episode, I wanted to talk about being a mom and being a law student. And one thing I've learned is that every mom in law school is different. Every kid is different. Every kid is a different age. Every situation is different. And so it's just always different. But I thought I'd kind of start with my story and why this is important to me. And really, it's because I got pregnant during law school. Um, I got pregnant, well, I found out I was pregnant during Thanksgiving of my 2L year, like during that break. And um, so I came back to school, did finals, was super nervous and nauseous. And then we went on break and I had, you know, to like really think about, okay, well, how am I going to do school in this? And, you know, do I take a semester off? Do I not? Ultimately, I decided I I didn't want to take a semester off. I was so close to the finish line and I felt like I have been stalled in the past so many times um, just by life and I didn't want to be stalled again. I wanted to finish school and also, you know, the lack of income, the lack of, you know, loans, all of that kind of stuff that I needed that we we needed to kind of keep surviving, um, I couldn't take a whole semester off and I didn't want to. So um, my husband and my family were super supportive and I decided I was going to keep going to school. Um, And so then I got back to school and I started to try and talk to people and all I was told was, well, okay, so the reason I had to start talking to people was because I realized my due date was I think a couple of days, either right before or right after this, the my 3L sem- first semester would have started, fall semester would have started. And there was a good chance if I went all the way to my due date that I could be in class and go into labor or miss the first few days of class or whatever it was, you know, however it fell. And there was no way of knowing. And so I wanted to talk to people and I really only got one answer that the only, like that they couldn't waive the absences rule for me. Um, and so I was like, well, that's not helpful. I'm not trying to be absent from class. I'm trying to come up with some kind of solution. I had read, um, I think on the ABA blog or some website affiliated with ABA that, um, there was a student in a, at a school in, I think, Colorado or something um, who had to be on bed rest. And so her school arranged for her to kind of video conference into every class. And this was before COVID and before we all ended up attending, you know, Zoom School of Law or whatever School of Law, but, you know, online School of Laws and Schools of Law. And, um... So I didn't know what kind of options I had and I wasn't giving, I wasn't given 
any options at all. And that scared me. It scared me a lot. And so I was still trying to think it through and figure out what I was going to do. Also in Texas, where I live, um, a baby can't go to daycare until they're six weeks old. So either way, I had to figure out what kind of options I had for my daughter before she was six weeks old and, you know, then daycare. Um, And so that was really stressing me out. But COVID happened. So the semester um, that COVID happened, it was my second semester, my spring semester of 2L. And I was doing a full course load. I was doing, I was um, in the, a student attorney in our family law clinic. I was taking business associations. I was taking, um, gosh, what else was I taking? Well, I can't remember. Um, but I was taking at least two, if not three more classes. And I was, um, you know, involved in different activities and just, I had things going on, you know, at school. (laughs) So I was pretty pregnant and definitely starting to show. And I remember the last day that I was in clinic, um, or like at clinic in my office and it was only on the second story. My office was not, you know, really hard to get to or anything. The stairs weren't terrible, but at that point I was pregnant and I felt it. And I remember thinking, how am I going to get up and down these stairs for the rest of the semester? (laughs) And then we went on spring break and we never came back. So, um, that was kind of, it's kind of funny for me to think about now, but I did the rest of the semester from home and it kind of kept everything out of my mind. And also it kept it up in the air. Like, well, I have no idea what's going on in the world, you know? And, and then we were still kind of hopeful, but then once summer hit and nothing was changing, except it was getting worse and things like that. I was like, well, okay, I don't know what to do. And, um, I did eventually go to our like accessibility services um, office at the university and they set me up with some things for during my pregnancy. But again, they kind of told me, yeah, there's not really not much we can do. Now they did tell me like, well, they can't fail you and things like that because you're pregnant. But I was like, well, but they kind of, kind of can. If, if I miss absent, if I miss class too much or whatever, because I go into labor too close to the beginning of the semester, you know, they can, they actually can fail me. (laughs) Um, and so it really, really freaked me out. Um, but again, with COVID, everything was just really up in the air and I had no idea what was going to happen. Well, it turned out that we never went back to school, but despite that, I chose to have my daughter early. Uh, I chose to induce labor and have her early and make sure that she would not come that first week of school and instead come before school started. And um, she came, she arrived 11 days before my first day of the fall semester. And that was really hard for me. First of all, she's my first baby, so I had no idea what to expect. 
Second of all, it was a really, really hard pregnancy for me. And I think part of it is because we were quarantined. So I was stuck in the summer in my house all day long in Texas. Um, it was a summer of not horrible complications, but complications. Um, and at one point they were bad enough that they thought she was going to come even sooner than we were planning. Um, and so that was kind of a mess and, you know, it all... It was all really, really crazy. Um, and so then I, the semester started, you know, so I had her, my husband was able to take a few days off with me. I think he took a full week off when she was first born, like while we were in the hospital and, um, a few days of that next week. Then my mom was able to take a few days off and kind of help me get used to everything. Um, I ended up having a c-section so it was also major surgery and um just all these kinds of things that I was not prepared for at all and I had classes starting in 11 days so I was thinking about that um luckily I think I got most of my books before um we induced labor and then the rest I was able to do um just right before school started so then I had my husband Joseph take time off that first week of classes just so that he could um kind of help me and I could get to my classes and survive that first week um and and figure out what our schedule was going to be like what she and I how we were gonna (laughs) cohabitate and do all these things um and luckily he was actually still working from home at that time but he went back, um, I think maybe that, that next week. And so that week, the week after I started school. So, um, I guess 18 days in, she and I were all alone. I did that first semester. I did hire someone to come. And the only thing I could afford was to hire her for just the exact amount of hours I was in class plus a half hour early. Um, so that I knew she was always on time for class. <laughs> well, that was the goal. Um, and that person just didn't work out. It was hard. First, it was hard to sit here in this room, know that she's right in the next room with someone else. And I'm, I'm listening to a lecture. I'm trying to take notes and things like that. And it was was really hard I didn't expect it to be so hard I expected it to be like well I'm falling into what I do every day you know um but it it was hard to know that she was right there and then the other person just wasn't taking care of her the way I would expect a newborn to be taken care of or the way that I expected her to be taken care of and felt like I was paying a lot of money for that person to be watching a lot of TikToks and it was really frustrating um and so she actually ended up quitting a month before finals due to some family things and um I really just wanted to make it to the end of the semester but she had to quit before finals and honestly she was adding a lot of stress to my life and so it was like well okay here we go you know so then month before finals I'm on my own completely Luckily, my daughter was a really, really good sleeper. Not right now, because I'm recording this at 
10.45 at night and I can hear her screaming <laughs> and she's talking to herself. Um, but she was a really good sleeper during that first semester and we had a good rhythm. And my professors were amazing. Like they didn't mind having her on camera. Some of them would ask to see her. Um, some of my classmates would ask to see her. <laughs> and, um, you know, they were great. I talked to them before the beginning of the semester and they kind of, you know, um, said that they were absolutely willing to work with me. You know, if I needed to turn off the camera to change her, to feed her, absolutely, you know, whatever I needed. And they were so kind. And honestly, if this is terrible, I think this is terrible all the time, but if COVID hadn't happened, I do not know how I would have gotten through this, through law school or that first semester because I would have had nowhere to go. I wouldn't have been able to go to school when she was that small and when I was still recovering. No way. And I would not have been able to put her in daycare because she was that small. I just, there would have been no way for those first four weeks of school. And that's a really terrifying thought. And to this day, I still don't know what I would have done. I know, um, people who have reached out to me who wanted to talk to me because they're in the same situation going to the, into their 3L year as I was. And because of COVID, our school has a lot more um, online class availability. And so they chose to do this semester completely online and stay home with their children the way I did. And so I aim to support them in any way I can and hopefully I am very supportive for them and, and helpful and um but but I I didn't have that I didn't know what to do I didn't know who to ask because no one had been in my situation not anyone I knew you know and it's scary to put your small child in daycare during COVID and I did have a friend who was pregnant with me and her daughter is only a month older than my daughter and she did put her daughter in daycare and I commend her every day for being able to do that because I couldn't I couldn't um but you know they're really hard choices to make when you're a law student and you're a mom and I <laughs> I was so exhausted I wanted to give up and quit every single day um my mom would come every couple of weekends or maybe every weekend at the beginning i can't honestly remember a whole lot um but she would come and help me clean the house and cook meals and and gave me the time to recover my husband gave me time to sleep even though he was just as exhausted as i was but the crazy thing is I wasn't just recovering from, you know, being a mom all day and a student all day. I was recovering from surgery still. I was recovering from the absolute, like, loss of my core. <laughs> still recovering from that. Um, and just, like, all these things in my body that changed that I expected to go back to normal. I just 
hadn't thought about it a whole bunch and there were things I did think about and things I did expect but then for everything I did expect or everything I had thought about there were about seven other things that I had no clue about and that goes for my entire pregnancy really um because people just don't talk about those things you know and so I just felt so tired and I never felt like enough at all like I didn't feel like a good enough student I didn't feel like a good enough wife I didn't feel like a good enough mom I just didn't feel like enough for anything like I wasn't getting I felt like I wasn't getting anything done I felt like just nothing was going well and it was horrible my husband and I realized pretty early on when I first started school that we couldn't both stay up with her and go to sleep and all like when she was sleeping and stuff because she was on a pretty strict sleep for three hours wake up and eat schedule and that's exhausting if you're both doing that so we decided okay (laughs) how do we do this so for me I was pretty used to staying up late to read and do homework and things like that um and so I took the late night shift until about two or three and then I would go to bed and I'd let him know I have to really wake him up to let him know because he's the kind of person that like answers in his sleep you have a whole conversation and then he wakes up like I had no idea what are you talking about that didn't happen like it really did um and so I'd have to wake him up let him know and then I'd go to sleep after that last feeding and then he'd wake up and he would wake up with her the rest of the night until the next morning um honestly I'm a really heavy sleeper and I don't always hear her cry in the at night and um I had a, a lot oh I've spent a long time feeling so guilty about that I've spent a long time like how can I not hear my daughter cry and the truth is I'm a really heavy sleeper and I do hear her cry in the middle of the night when it's a really sad or terrible cry like it's not a normal hey I'm hungry cry and I think it's because I know that this is our system he's gonna wake up in the morning shift and I'm gonna wake up in the late night shift and I know that he's gonna take care of her and that's okay and the cries that wake me up are the ones that aren't normal and they wake both of us up and we shoot out of bed like oh my god what is happening you know And it took me a long time to just be okay with that. It took me a long time to be okay with the fact that I was not just a student anymore and a wife, but I was also now a mom. And that I had a new dynamic to understand for myself. You know, I needed to make sure that I forgave myself for everything that I felt like I was failing at because I I wasn't you know I just wasn't perfect in every aspect in every area of my life and asking myself for perfection ever is wrong but asking myself for perfection when she was weeks old I mean now I think about it and I just think that's crazy but now you know she's over a year old and I've learned that my house will never be clean again. Nothing will ever be perfect. And, you know, as long as she doesn't have some kind of gaping 
gash or bruise and she's perfectly happy, healthy, and still yelling at us for things we don't understand yet because she's babbling, then, you know, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> um, I think that was the biggest thing that I learned in this past year that I've had her and, and the year that I had her with me in classes was I have to forgive myself for the fact that I couldn't take substantial notes in every class. I couldn't do it. I couldn't um, always play with her when I knew she wanted to play with me because I was in class. Um, I couldn't just not go to class because I was so tired. Or sometimes I couldn't go to class because I was so tired, you know? And I will say that I missed only a handful of classes each semester because it was all on Zoom and I could go to class and she could go to class with me. I have countless pictures, I might post one, of her laying across my desk just doing things while I am in class and I'm just trying to take notes like around her little body or I'm not taking notes because I can't or um you know just different things like I had to get really creative so at one point I had like extra you know um bluetooth keyboards and stuff like that and I'd give her her whole setup so that she thought that she was typing with me like I was or um you know she's a year old and she has a very <laughs> strong understanding of how pen to paper works like she pulls out a pen puts it in her hand perfectly and wants to write probably because she's seen me do it a million times um when she still liked her high chair way back when she would sit in her high chair and I'd make her like a makeshift desk on her high chair and um my parents bought her like a toy computer for kids so there were a few days where that sustained her like she loved it she's like oh my gosh we're both we're both going to school things like that and so you know forgiving myself for not being perfect at anything was exactly what I needed from myself and I did so much better I got great grades that first semester this last semester where she was more active and I had absolutely no help not so much but I graduated <laughs> I did it and it was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done and I mean there was a time where I was so upset with myself because I could not breastfeed. And it was just something I really wanted to do. And I knew I might not be able to just because of my body and things I know about myself. Um, but what ended up really just saying, no, I can't do this, was that I was falling asleep trying to just log in to zoom for class and stuff like that and why because I had to be up every two hours at the beginning in order to pump enough so that she could and to keep my supply so that she would you know live <laughs> and have enough to eat um and I, I couldn't do it you know something had to give and I knew she would be fine on formula and am I glad that I got to do the like 
maybe three weeks that I breastfed. Absolutely. But I also, I also knew I wanted to pump mostly because one, I can't breastfeed her in class. And two, I didn't want my husband to miss out on the connection of feeding her. And he definitely didn't want to miss out on it. So I just thought it was completely selfish if I did that. Um, and so I knew that if, if I was going to breastfeed, I was going to pump. And it was so exhausting. I was so grumpy. And I just wanted to cry all the time. Like, I could cry right now just thinking about how I felt. And, and then when I just finally said, no, like, enough is enough. I am, I am not okay. <laughs> um, I felt even worse for a little bit. Like, oh my god, I can't do this for her. What else won't I be able to do for her? And I, looking back at it, I'm, I'm not upset with myself, but I'm upset with that situation. You know, like I was giving it up for her too, you know, because I could be happier. (laughs) I could be present with her. I could, you know, be okay. And more than anything, for your child to be okay you you need to be okay too whatever it means you know um and it just I knew it I knew I needed to and as soon as I did as soon as I didn't have to pump anymore and everything was kind of slightly back to normal it changed everything for me I was able to focus more. I didn't have to keep worrying about, is it two hours? Is it two hours? I mean, I could even sleep for more than two hours because I'd have to get up to pump. And if I didn't, my body would let me know, like, hey, you missed your time. And it was so hard and exhausting. So realizing that, you know, giving certain certain things up would still be okay was a big deal for me. And then I thought, well, why aren't you quitting something like that you're doing? Like, why um, wasn't I quitting like the group that I was in or whatever? Like Board of Advocates or um, I was also a mentor and I had three mentees. Or um, in the spring, I was a mentor circle leader, which is different than being a mentor. It was it was a group where we were mentored, but basically I organized everything for a semester. Things like that. And I realized, well, because those things for me, I can't give everything up like that. Because then where would I go to be or feel sane or feel accomplished or feel worthy? Um... And with her, I was giving her everything else I had. Everything. Um, You know, I mean, I have countless pictures where she's asleep while I'm in class and I'm just holding her. Or um, I would set up, I'd spend an hour before every class setting up everything she needed. Near me, everything, everywhere. Everything I could do so that I could always make sure she was happy during classes and stuff. So even in class, my mind was still half on her, always. And so I realized 
it's okay that I still needed things for myself. And um, it was just so hard to accept all of these things. And like I said, the biggest thing I learned was I needed forgiveness for myself. I kept asking forgiveness from others. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, um, you know, should have done better for this week uh, for whatever it was, you know, whether it be my mentees, I should have paid more attention to, you know, what the subject was that they wanted us to discuss. Or I should have, um, you know, helped more with Board of Advocates. Or I should have, you know, done whatever it was that I, I felt that I'd done less of. And I kept asking other people for forgiveness. And I realized that the person I actually needed it from was myself. And I also realized that I never would have gotten to that place so quickly of understanding all of this if it hadn't been for my husband and my family and my teachers and my amazing friends for for kind of pointing it out to me, number one, but also for, you know, just absolutely being supportive. And I think that's the thing. If you're in a situation like this where you just need support and you're just falling further and further if you wake up and realize no one's supporting you and helping you out then maybe those people aren't the right people for you um I have a group text with three friends that if I didn't have that group text, even now, I think I would absolutely lose my mind. And um, it's just so important to know who is there for you and who's just there. It's absolutely important. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's my story anyway. I, I guess when I decided to do this podcast, this was one of the reasons. I realized that I can't be the only one who felt this way before. I know there are more people like that this is happening to right now and the thought that there is anyone else out there who desperately needs just to hear this story not even that my advice is amazing or anything like that but just to hear this story so that they feel validated in some way I mean I I can't imagine not helping them if I can um the emotional you know just toll that this year took on me and I can't even blame it all on COVID because honestly I think COVID might have made it easier because like I said I don't know what I would have done that first month of school and I don't think I would have graduated which is terrible (laughs) you know it shouldn't take a pandemic for me to be able to graduate 
you know? Um, so that's pretty crazy. But, um, I, I just I needed to be able to put this out there for anyone who might need to know about it. So if you've listened this long, thank you so much. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything else you'd like to hear more about or anything like that, please feel free to message me in any of the social medias I have listed or the email address or anything like that. Um, I'm more than happy to hear from you guys. And I'll see you next time.